Well, hey there, and welcome to the Blue Collar Bible Podcast, where we dive into the teachings of the Bible from the perspective of the hardworking men and women who make up the backbone of our society. This podcast is for those who maybe you don't have a seminary degree, maybe you're not well-versed in theological jargon, but you maybe you have a hunger to understand the Bible and its relevance to our life. So join us as we explore the wisdom, guidance, inspiration that the Bible offers to those who work with their hands and serve their communities. Uh, Let's dig in together and discover the treasures of the Bible one episode at a time. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I failed. I was supposed to do an episode a week for seven weeks, and I made it halfway. I failed. So this is episode number four, back in the saddle. Um... The topic for today, it's still surrounding the idea of Lent, uh, which is what I've been talking about the last three episodes. So I'm going to share with you from the book of Joel, which I don't think uh, I've actually ever taught from. Uh, And I've been teaching for 12 years, I think, uh, pretty much every week for 12 years. And I don't think I've ever had a lesson from the book of Joel. Uh, So that's cool. I mean, it's not cool that I haven't, but cool that uh, uh, actually digging into that. It's uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, Joel was a prophet. And I guess to give you a little bit of background, yeah, Joel was a prophet from Judah, uh, maybe specifically from Jerusalem. And this was most likely written around 580 BC. The theme of the book um, of the Old Testament is that Joel is calling Judah and Jerusalem to lament and to return uh, to the Lord during a national disaster. Uh, their national disaster was a locust plague. And the locusts, uh, apparently there were so many of them that it destroyed the crops and the wine. Uh, and it was a big problem for them. I mean, you think about uh, if all the crops, the grains uh, in our area, that would definitely affect our lives. Um, it affects the farmer who, that's their income. It affects um, us that you know, eat the uh, foods that that creates. So this is a national disaster for them, and the dominant theme of the book is the day of the Lord. So it talks about a time when the Lord brings judgment uh, and or deliverance and blessing, and the day that they're talking about, the day may result in destruction, but it can also be seen as a time of salvation for God's people. Uh, So the Lord remains a refuge in the times of chaos and judgment. Uh, so for us, you know, I, I don't know if we've ever experienced on a national level that type of disaster or chaos. I do think we could easily look back to the uh, 2020 and see where God was uh, a place for refuge for His people. You know, three years ago, uh, we were confused. We were unaware of the outcomes, and we settled into our homes because we didn't know what to do. And uh, actually, just today... I'm starting to see on Facebook, you know, my memories from three years ago, the things that I was posting, the videos that I was posting, and uh, one in particular was where uh, Cassie and I and Reagan came up, well, actually, we didn't come up with a dance, but um, we recreated a dance to a song in our living room, and we were trying to make the most of it. Uh, That has nothing to do with Joel, by the way, but (laughs) just some memories of that time in 2020 where... uh, 
you could say that that was a national, global type of chaos that we were experiencing. Um, and we saw that chaos all over the news. Uh, and some people, that resulted in anxiety and fear. Uh, but God was still a refuge uh, to those who understood that even in the midst of chaos, God was in control of the outcomes. Um, so Joel chapter 2, in verse 12 to 14, he says this, Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. So Joel is pleading for these people to turn back to God. Actually, Joel chapter 1 is mainly the lament to their sad. So, you know, they're lamenting over the pain they've already endured, but also they're lamenting of the possible terrors and horrors of war that were yet to come. But there's been no hope or optimism in his message yet. But we see a little bit of that change. So in chapter 2, verse 18, to the end of the book, the tone dramatically changes. So there, uh, the Jews enjoy a return to prosperity. They receive the Holy Spirit, uh, not like in the book of Acts. Uh, that's different. But the Holy Spirit was present among them. Uh, and they also saw their enemies face the full glory of God. But at the center of this whole message of the book of Joel is a call to repent. This call, unlike the laments of chapter 1, they actually contain hope of forgiveness and restoration. Uh, but the message of the book is clear. It's that only a return to God will restore them from death to life. And you know, that lesson is true in our lives as well. So often we try to fix things within our own power, and then we fail time and time again because we've neglected to return to God and allow Him to guide our lives and then bring us victory over whatever uh, was in our way. And the, there's a book called The Homilies of the Statutes. The, the author of that is John, uh, I'll try to pronounce this, Chrysostom. So he was a church father from the 4th century, uh, and he exhorted con his congregation to take advantage of seasons of trial and introspection as opportunities for repentance. And he writes this, for another prophet admonishes of this, when he says, rend your hearts and not your garments, let us then rend our, harm, our hearts, that if any evil plant or any treacherous thought be present in us, we may tear it up by the roots and provide a pure soil for the seeds of godliness. For if we do not now break, the, break up the fallow ground, if we do not now sow, if we do not now water with tears, Whilst it is a time of tribulation and fasting, when shall we ever be brought to compunction? Will it be when we are at ease and in luxury? So the big idea and application point that I see out of Joel 1 and mainly chapter 2 is that um, from a genuine repentance leads to God's forgiveness and restoration of both the individual and the community. I think about our life that we live in Richland County, probably, or Ohio, or United States, that there is a benefit to it individually, that when we repent, 
and return to God, there is forgiveness and restoration. We can also do that as a community, as uh, individual churches, as cities, as counties, as states, as countries. It's still possible. I don't know if it'll happen. I'm doubtful if it will, but it can happen. Just like Joel is trying to convince um, Jerusalem and Judah to do the same. So let's take some time. Let's take some time for introspection. Um, Let's look for opportunities in our own lives, in our own community for repentance. Uh, And let's return to God. Let's return to Him on our own lives and uh, all all of our lives together. We should be doing that um, so we can receive that blessing uh, from God Himself. So I hope hearing this message was a blessing for you, maybe a challenge. And I'll see you later, buddy.